Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. If I could just take your Bibles and let's turn to the book of Isaiah. So if you go to the book of Isaiah, find your place there, and then we're going to go to the book of Matthew, chapter 1, Isaiah. And uh, we'll begin Isaiah chapter 7, Isaiah chapter 7, and verse number 14. And then we're going to Matthew chapter 1, Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 21. So Isaiah chapter 7 and verse number 14, we'll read this verse together out loud. And it's good to have Clarissa Tanuyan home with us from college. And it's good to have Sarah home. And uh, last Sunday night, uh, Miss Kelly was like, you forgot Sarah. And I was like, oh, no. Um, So uh, and Madison's home for a little bit. So I didn't forget Madison. So praise the Lord on that. And uh, so we're glad... Um, Emmanuel kids are back home for Christmas from college, and so we praise the Lord for that. How many are looking forward to Christmas? How many are looking forward to Christmas? Okay, okay, all right. How many are not looking forward to Christmas? Okay, all right, just want to see who's who. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse number 14, and uh, let's read this together out loud. Ready? Isaiah seven fourteen. ready, begin. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign... Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, if you would go to Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 21. Verse number 21. And if you'll join me, I'm going to read verse 21 through verse number 23. And if you'll join me on verse 22. Matthew chapter 1. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Ready? Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, on this uh, Sunday pre-Christmas, God, I ask that you would help all of us as we take a look into your word about this season, about this holiday, and Lord, help us to bring it personalized, help us to personalize it, bring it right to our lives, help it not just to be another season, another day, but help it to be an opportunity for us to love you and to lift you up and to live this season like we would every other season of life. And that is by faith. And Lord, I pray you bless us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. This morning I'm going to preach on this subject. Christmas is about faith. Christmas is about faith. Christmas has always been a season of faith. However, the world tries to commercialize it. And they try to take and create a world of make-believe rather than a world of faith. Now... Uh, when I was uh, my very first Christmas sermon, I decided to take on all the creatures, mythical creatures of Christmas, and uh, I was waxing eloquent, and uh, mothers were getting mad. They were covering their children's ears. Uh, they were covering their husband's ears. They're still believers. My husband's 45. He's still a believer. Don't ruin Christmas for him. 
Um, I, I'm not going to take on the, the mythical creatures, but I, but I will tell you that Christmas is truly at the essence of what we're doing. It has always been about faith. You see, the fulfillment in Matthew chapter 1 is a direct result of a prophecy given in Isaiah chapter number 7. Would you make your way back to Isaiah chapter 7? And the entire scene around the Bethlehem manger was nothing more than a fulfillment of God's promise 740 years before. Many times because the manger scene is becoming distance in our rearview mirror, as we progress through time, one more year, it becomes further back there. We can lose sight of the reason that the Lord chose to bring his son in this fashion to the earth. The entire scene and there in Matthew chapter 1 verse 22, it speaks of a fulfillment by the prophet. That prophet was Isaiah and the passage from which it is referring is Isaiah 7 14. Would you please notice this? Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. This prophecy was delivered 740 years before Christ. It was in the reign of King Ahaz, the king of Judah. The land of Judah was being threatened to be invaded. And because this was being threatened to be invaded, then all of the sudden, Ahaz became alarmed. Ahaz started to panic. He started to contemplate calling in aid from an earthly king, the king of Assyria. He thought to himself, if I don't quickly get the king of Assyria to help me, then I am going to be in trouble. This, this was very, very disturbing because God sent Isaiah to tell him this. Look, don't, don't put your trust in an earthly king. Don't, don't put your trust in the king of Assyria. If you will simply trust me as your God, what you're fearing will not happen. You will not be invaded. And ladies and gentlemen, truly, this is what happened. Because of the fact that God is always on time. But Ahaz relied upon earthly aid to defeat an earthly battle, not realizing that God had the battle the entire time. God, once again, was reigning supreme. But if you'll take your Bibles and go to 2 Kings chapter 16, we're going to find out that Ahaz had already started creating an alliance with the king of Assyria. And this is going to be very important for this morning, 2 Kings chapter 16 and verse number 7. The whole point of the manger was a fulfillment of God's promise. God said, don't put your trust in men. Don't put your trust in the king of Assyria. But I want you to notice what Ahaz started doing. And can I stop and just tell you this? What we're about to read is what Christians do all the time. I want you to notice what he did here, 2 Kings 16, 7. So Ahaz sent messengers to, to, to Tilgath-Pilazar, king of Assyria, saying, I am thy servant and thy son. Come up. Save me out of the hand of the king of Syria and out of the hand of the king of Israel, which rise up against me. Look at verse 8. And Ahaz took the silver and gold that was found in the house of the Lord and in the treasures of the king's house and sent it for a present to the king of Assyria. 
Do you know in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, if you'll travel back there and just kind of flip back to Isaiah chapter 7 and verse number 14, we look at this as a Christmas verse, and it is. Behold, a, a, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. And we automatically go, hey, there it is. That's about Christmas. But it's more than about Christmas. It's about the fact that here was one of God's servants that did not put his trust in God Almighty, but he was putting his trust in the earthly. And God said to him, look, what kind of sign could I give you? What could I give you that will prove to you that I'll take care of you? And do you know what God decided to do? Isaiah 7, 14, look at it. And the Lord, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. You know what the sign was? Himself. The sign was himself. This prophecy was 740 years until fulfillment. Here's the sermon for this morning. Christmas is about faith. Ahaz did not know when God was going to keep his promise. But God kept his promise. And Ahaz had to live with no substance or evidence. Would you go to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1 because this is very important. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1. What's it say? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the what please? Evidence of things not seen. You and I are living a life of faith right now like God asked Ahaz to live that life of faith back there in Isaiah. Ahaz was asked to live a life of no evidence and no substance that anything was ever going to happen, but this is how God meant for us to live. You and I were not meant to live by sight. You and I were not meant to live spiritually by what we can see. God meant for us to live by faith. And young people, could you listen to the pastor this morning? As you live your life, don't always think success is because you can see it. Success in this life is a spiritual journey to where you have to put faith that your God sees it when you don't see it. Your God sees the defeat of the enemy when you don't even see it. But we have our young people trained and humanized to where, uh, with a humanistic view of point, those like this, well, it's all got to be planned out. Don't jump without you knowing exactly what's going to happen. That's fine when it comes to your payment on your house, but that's not fine when it comes to what God wants. What God wants is for us to walk by faith, not by sight. And in walking by faith, God gives us a promise. Right now, you are over 2,000 years removed from the manger. So where Ahaz was 740 years removed from the manger that he had to live this by faith. Do you, do you know what the question always says? Are you ready? When? God, you gave me a promise. When? When? I, I want to see the when. And many of you are operating right now in your faith on a promise. And, you're, and, and, and many of us, if not all of us at some point, we start to wane in our confidence that what God told us would happen is going to happen. And sometimes you can say, no, 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 there are promises all over and I claimed these promises in years gone by, but now it looks like it's not even going to happen. God wants us to live by faith. And when that manger happened and that 
virgin conceived and brought forth a child. You know what he, God was saying? I kept my word. I kept my word. Now it was 740 years down the road, but I kept my word. You're not dealing with a God who makes a promise and that doesn't keep his word. But stop putting God on your timetable. Stop putting God on, you made the promise, now it's got to happen by this time. It's got to happen by this stage. God, I, I'm sitting at a stage in my life that you have not kept your word. No, don't pivot and put trust in the king of this earth. Put trust in the fact that God gave you a promise. Live it by faith. You know what Christmas is all about? It's not about the presence. It's not about the peripheral. It is a reminder that God in a dark day nationally, back in Isaiah, he made a promise to a king. A king was in fear. A king was going to be overrun. A king said, no, I've got to do something. So he went to the house of God and started taking the gold and the silver and he started taking these elements and he started giving them to a man to make an alliance to get out of a temporary situation. And God came along and said, don't do this. But has not this been the entire problem of mankind? We think we can solve the problems of man with the mind of man rather than solve it with the faith that God's given you on the inside that although you don't see how you're going to get out of a situation and you don't see how it's going to come to pass, your God walks the heavens and your God sees the beginning from the end. And just like he made King Ahaz a promise 740 years down the road, albeit, he had to live by faith. There are a lot of people that are pivoting right now. They're changing right now. They're abandoning God and they're going back and they're taking the earthly gold and the earthly elements and they're trying to give it. I don't think it's an accident that when the, when the shepherds came and the wise men came that they brought the elements of gold and frankincense and myrrh because it is these things that Ahaz took 740 years to tell a king, I need your help. But when the king of kings was born in the manger, they brought gold. And there is something refreshing on this Christmas Sunday morning before Christmas that I just want to come to you and tell you this. You and I still have to live by faith. Christmas is not about the seen. You know what Christmas is about? The unseen. And at that moment, when all of a sudden you and I panic, and it's like, well, if I make this move, and, and if I make this move, and all of a sudden this man can help me, and this woman can help me, and, and, and it... No. Your God has made you a promise that you will be okay. Would you look at Isaiah chapter 7? And as you look at Isaiah chapter 7, I find it very interesting. If you look at verse number 1, and let's kind of read it. And it came to pass in the days of Ahaz, the son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, that Rezin, the king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Remaliah, king of Israel, went up together against Jerusalem to war against it, but could not prevail against it. And it was told the house of David, saying, Syria is confederate with Ephraim, and his heart was moved in the heart of his people as the trees of the woods are moved 
moved with the wind, Isaiah 7, 3. Then said the Lord unto Isaiah, Go forth now to meet Ahaz, thou and share Jashub, thy son, at the end of the conduit of the upper pool in the highway of the fuller's field, and say unto him, Take heed and be quiet. Fear not, neither be faint-hearted for the two tails of these smoking fire bands. For the fierce anger of Rezin with Syria and the son of Remelia. Because of Syria, Ephraim and the son of Remelia have taken evil counsel against thee, saying, let us go up against Judah and vex it. and Let us make a breach therein for us and set a king in the midst of it, even the son of Tabiel. Thus saith the Lord God, it shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. For the head of Syria is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is Rezin. And within three score and five years shall Ephraim be broken, that it be not a people. And the head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is Ramelia's son. If ye will not believe, surely ye shall not be established. Moreover, the Lord spake unto Ahaz, saying, look at this, ask thee a sign of the Lord thy God. Ask it either in the depth or in the height above. Look at verse 12. This is where where some people are. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, neither will I tempt the Lord. And he said, hear ye now, O house of David, is it a small thing for you to weary men, but will ye weary my God also? Do you know what he was saying? My faith is so done, I'm not even going to ask. I'm not even going to ask when a christian gets to this point there may be somebody sitting here this morning that this is your last ditch effort for god this is the last season that you're going to try to put god out there but there comes a point that when you get to the bottom to where i'm not even going to ask do you know what god gives you his son as long as you will take him at his word and this morning I don't know who I'm talking to but I will tell you this that you've got to live this life by faith that God will keep his word and you will be okay don't now start going to the world to find your, find your trust. Don't start now, start replacing God and, 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 and this family of believers and the, and the schedule of church. Don't replace it for something you think is going to fill it up. No, no, no. In a day and time when people are ditching church and changing church for whatever they want to do, please stay committed to your God. And although you don't see it, and although there's no proof that I'm going to make it except his word then that's the best place you could ever be. And Christmas is the fulfillment. Christmas is the fulfillment of God keeping his word. I want you to notice the wording in verse 14. Therefore, the Lord, what please? Can we say that phrase together out loud? Therefore, the Lord. You see, this is something the Lord said. I'm not going to let anybody else be on the hook for this promise. I'm on the hook. And I'm going to give my son. Ahaz had to live by faith. Ahaz had to live, but Ahaz chose not to accept it. 
know what the Bible says four times? The just shall live by faith. If you're sitting here and you've been redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no other life for you to live. Did you hear that? There is no other life. If right now you have put pen to paper and at the end of this year you said, okay, if I can make this one, if I can make this move and make this move and make this move and, and, and if I can just kind of snuggle up to the boss or snuggle up to the powers that be or snuggle up to whatever, whatever, and I, can, I got it all, all figured out, that's not faith. God never meant for us to try to figure it out. You know what God meant? God meant for us to walk by faith. And that if God's promises and what I should do is opposite of what man says to do, I follow God, I don't follow man. Because God's also given you a promise. You see, Ahaz, and I'm going to end with this, Ahaz said, boy, it's a dark day. If I don't make a move, I'm going to get overrun. I'm going to get overrun by this king. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll go get the gold and all this from the house of God, and, and I'll make an alliance so I'll be okay. He feared. And Isaiah said, don't fear now. Not now. Not now. Don't trust in this king. Trust in the king of kings. He said, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you a promise. You know what that promise is going to be? There's going to be a virgin. And she's going to conceive. And she's going to bring forth a son. And his name will be called Emmanuel. Which means what, please? God with us. Let's travel 740 years. That babe is born. God does dwell with us. Now let's travel over 2,000 years where you're at. You and I are on the opposite end of where Ahaz was at. You know what God said then? What did he say back here in Isaiah 7:14? The Lord himself shall give a sign. Where else do you find that phrase in the Bible? Anybody want to tell me where did he make that promise again with the phrase the Lord himself. Second Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. Go to First Thessalonians chapter four. Somewhere in the Bible. How many got it wrong? The Apocrypha 3.3. Okay, here we go. You ready? First Thessalonians 4. You see, God did not leave us without a promise ourselves. You see, like Ahaz. God said, just live in this promise. And by the way, listen to this. God did take care of the nation because I find it very interesting in Isaiah, and I don't have time to go into it, where the king rejected. The Bible says he turned to the house of David and he said to the house of David, if this king rejects, would you believe? And there's always been this remnant of believers. But look what it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16. Look at it. Four, read it, three words, ready? The Lord himself do you know what god did god gave us another promise god gave us another promise and this christmas is not about the presence this christmas is to let you know that god gave his word 740 years go by god keeps his word and then you and i are 2,000 years past god keeping his word and this whole time guess what he said i want to give you my word again just like i gave the word about my son coming to his own 
my son's coming back for his own. Did you, do you understand the enormity of God? God is not a liar. But have you made him a liar because he's not kept his word in your time? God's not a liar. God gave his word. The Lord himself shall give you a sign. 740 years later, that sign came evident. And then the Lord gave his word. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. The trump of God, voice of the archangel? Isn't that kind of mirroring what happened when his son came the first time? Are y'all with me? When his son came the first time, glory to God in the highest, the world exploded in the heavens. What do you think is going to happen the second time? He came to his own. He's coming for his own. And then the third time, he's coming with his own. He's king. He's king. Don't jump the team now. No matter how dark it is right now. No matter how bleak it is right now. Sorry about that, Robert and Joy. No matter how bleak it is right now. Do not give up on God. Stay faithful to God. Because he gave his word. He kept his word. He gave his word. Oh, he'll keep his word. And his word is not based on anybody else being his messenger. His word is based on himself. Have you ever been a messenger and you forgot to deliver the message? How many are with me? Hallmark has made a million off that one concept. Let me tell you something. The Lord knows this is too important to leave to an angel. This is too important to leave to any human being. This is too important. The Lord himself shall give you a sign, and he kept his word. The Lord himself shall come back to get us, and he's going to keep his word. In between the 740 years and in between your and I's measly 50, 60 years of existence, this is not the time to jump ship. This is not the time to take your faith out of God. Your God has kept you and I to this point. He will keep you and I until he comes back. Christmas is about faith. Christmas is about this. He kept his word, and he will keep his word. If you're in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, as the musicians come, I want you to notice what his word is all about. In 1 Thessalonians, if you will, chapter 4, he said this, verse 13, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, 
with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Look at verse 18, which I don't think we do enough of. Wherefore, comfort one another with these what? Discouragement will be revealed to you by your closest acquaintance. Your closest acquaintance that you love and you see, you'll pick up on the discouragement. Comfort them with these words. This is not a forever situation. The Lord's going to come get us out of this mess. The Lord is going to come get us. And if you and I die before the Lord comes back, we join a great cloud of witnesses that we now are free from the flesh and we now get to go with him when he comes back. Your loved ones right now, during this Christmas season, those of you that your loved ones this past year stepped into heaven in the past two years, they are poised and ready for the Lord's return. But if you and I knew when the Lord was coming back, it wouldn't be called faith. It would be called sight. And if you knew you wouldn't be responsible on this earth for all the calories that you could eat, you would eat all the calories. It's called faith. So since you do not know when he's coming back, then live by faith. That our God is in complete control. Y'all listen to this. The heartaches abound in this auditorium. It is mounds and mounds and mounds of mishaps, misfortunes, misgivings, heartache, tears, this is not the time to give up on God. God's promises are true. And just because he hasn't fulfilled them now doesn't mean they're not going to be fulfilled. That's why it's called faith. And whenever you hear believers say, well, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Good. Faith. And that's what this is about. He kept his word. He's going to keep his word. Let's just walk every day by faith. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. We trust that the sermons and God's word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.